Welcome to Geopolitics in Conflict Breaking News. We got some information for you. What's going on, Elizabeth? AUKUS has been finalized or as, as, as final as it is going to get <laughs> right now. You're right. You know, as a matter of fact, the, the ceremony was, uh, the agreement rather, was signed yesterday uh, with the, with the uh, Australian Defense Minister, Peter Dutton, uh, along with his counterparts, the officials from US and the UK. So basically, it makes now the agreement official as far as the allowing the exchange of sensitive naval nuclear proportion information mm -hmm. between the, the three countries. So this one, of course, bring with it some other issues, which we're going to sure detail does. a little bit. So the two main issues that I'd like to mention right on the bat has to have to do with one from a security perspective, geopolitics, and the other one has to do with what will happen if there is a nuclear leak from one of the submarines yes how those country how how the aussie is gonna feel about that knowing that australian people were never in favor of uh, the presence of nuclear weapons on their territory yes and you know david if you can speak a little bit further also to the fact that the australian citizens were not necessarily in favor of this of this alliance well of course because they won't even consult it so mm -hmm. i remember we did a video on it couple when when this uh, story broke uh, and we kind of like wait a minute were aussies aware of this and we did find out from some of our contacts on the ground mm -hmm. that we didn't know about this if it weren't for your show we would have never heard about it so i mean it was like surprising so now i'm wondering uh, how far the australian government has gone into not only on this because we all know about what's going on with the pandemic and how they're treating the Aussies mm -hmm. and all that but from this perspective it's gonna be now uh, you know uh, our Aussies have no say anymore which what it looks like yes that's where the one of the issues did but this is not the big big issue the big issue is mainly from a security perspective what does it mean now that it's official of course those submarines by the way they're not going to be delivered tomorrow no they're yeah. not let's just make that clear so people know and understand yeah however in international relations context matters yes and that's all it is so because now you're going to see those major changes from a security landscape a regional one that is well, and I think one of the things that is the most important about this situation mm. is, in fact, that it's more of a statement in its own way. It's more mm -hmm. of a statement between the AUKUS uh, countries and, their and making that statement towards China. And I think that's the biggest issue, don't you think? Yeah, well, exactly. It's like what we just had yesterday with, uh, with our guest, yes. uh, uh, Sorab, and, and he is somebody... I trust his judgment because I mean I'm aware of his background, academic that is, and his understanding of the truly the the the, the landscape in the Asia Pacific realm. And we did bring up this point in highlighting now that's going to shift the dynamics in the region, and it's just going to have to be. And, and all this comes with. Uh, I'm sorry, oh, Ramen. 
That's oh, my dog. dog. If you guys can the... hear him, I'm so sorry. No, the doggies are excited about this. <laughs> He's very excited. <laughs> no, let them be. Let them be. Uh, yes. So is the idea of this geopolitical shift, <laughs> it, it's going to impact so many other aspects. Of, and when you take this into consideration with what just happened yesterday, with the U.S. Uh, 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 naval assets crossing through Taiwan Strait, it makes you now wonder, you know, are we provoking Chinese beyond their point of patience? Like, where did they lose their patience? That's well, what David, I'm concerned about. And, and I want to I ask you this question because, you know, I, I don't understand necessarily, and I would love some more clarity from you about why this provocation is happening. Why, 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 well, is, <laughs> why is this provocation happening? I, really? I know what you mean. I know what you mean. It's no different than what we're doing in the Black Sea with the Russians. You know, when you have Na uh, UK navals going all the way near the, uh, uh, the, the borders of Russia's waters and so forth. Why the provocations? It's because that's one way of, you know, we want to see how far we can go with it. You know, my big concern. Yeah. Truly, my big concern and fear is that Chinese will run out of patience. I I have a similar concern. And, you know, uh, one of the things that I want to bring up is the fact that this provocation is the reason, at least that I can see, mm -hmm. that, you know, we have the hypersonic glider situation that we have mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. And now that... Uh, now that submarines have been introduced and nuclear submarines have been introduced, is that a race that's going to happen on its own also? Is that, you know, is China just going to sit back and say, okay, it's it's total yeah, time that yeah. you have nuclear submarines and we're just not going to do anything about yeah. it? I mean, that seems completely unreasonable. It is true. It's unreasonable because uh, China's not going to sit, sit back and just say this. But what's interesting about this is that uh, based on what you just said about about how now the introduction of the submarine into the mix of all this. Mm -hmm. Interesting enough is how ASEAN countries now looking at these changes yeah. that's taking place. And this is one thing about when it comes down to geopolitics, you have to look at the trends, where things are moving. Mm -hmm. We all remember how this starts back in September and how it's been progressing. Right. So back then... ASEAN countries saying, wait, 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 we're going to be neutral because they signed a treaty where they will not have any nuclear weapons. So all of a sudden, now they are concerned that now you're going to have a nuclear submarines in their vicinity yes. and how that's going to change the global, uh, I'm sorry, it's going to change the regional security landscape because that is where the big concern now because everybody's going to be thinking, when I say everybody, every country, in the region is going to be thinking about its own security. Well, and and it should. And I, so this is a very interesting quote that mm -hmm. uh, that I found that I'd love to bring to the table. Sure. Uh, and that is it's from Indonesia's defense minister, and it was he said it this last Saturday. Mm -hmm. Officially, our position is that of course Southeast Asia should remain nuclear free. And the fear, of course, among Southeast Asian nations uh, is that this will spark an arms race, mm -hmm. he said. But as I said, the emphasis of every country is to protect their international interests. If they feel threatened, they will do whatever they can to protect themselves. 
And this is what I mean when uh, that we understand and we respect them speaking about AUKUS. And that's a, that's a pretty interesting departure from what they even said in September. Yeah, and that makes you wonder, were they pressured or Indonesian government, which we all know the disconnect, uh, and I will yeah. use the term, the disconnect between Indonesian government and its people. <laughs> there yeah. has always been uh, some, some sort of a disconnect over there. The same thing in Malaysia, the Malaysian government and the Malaysian people. There's a disconnect there. Uh, just because how the government operates and behave with some corruption cases and all that. But that's a separate conversation for another day. So, yes, it is very interesting how Indonesia uh, took the stand. But, you know, remember, this is now for the whole ASEAN entity that mm -hmm. they made it clear. They still hold, uh, like I asked our guest yesterday, and I said, where do you see ASEAN moving forward with yeah. this issue of AUKUS and U.S. relations or U.S.-China relations and so forth? He said, you know, and I concur with him because that's exactly what I found through my own research, that they're going to maintain that neutrality to the best of this ability because on one that's hand, right. yeah, on one end, they don't want to jeopardize the economic aspects of it. Why? Yeah. China is a big market, you know, but ASEAN itself, a $2.3 trillion economy and over 30% of the world population is in those countries. They're mm -hmm. not going to risk the economic aspects of it. On the other hand, you're going to think in terms of security, you know, should, and that's where that concern comes in. Because if I am to be sitting in one of those countries, I'll be wondering what will happen if a hot war erupts between US and China, which yeah. we don't foresee anyway. But you have to consider the worst, the worst scenario because. Absolutely. Because any conflicts between U.S. and China, it's going to impact the regional countries, no matter how you look at it. Well, honestly, it would impact everyone in the entire world. Well, we'll start <laughs> with the regional first, because yes. those will be harmed the most. So that's usually what I see. And this is where I ask the question, what is the significance, the geopolitical significance of this AUKUS aspects of it as it moves mm -hmm. forward? Well... One of the things is now, which China is going to, I am sure they have considered that, but China now is going to be faced with a powerful new defense alliance of sort of dynamics. Whether the alliance is going to be successful or not, that's another question. Mm -hmm. But the fact that an, an alliance is emerging in that part of the, the world near China's border and now China is going to have to face this reality when it comes down to the Indo-Pacific, you know. Yes. And, and that also has been uh, another question that emerged from this with the UK. What makes you wonder why the UK, but not Germany, but not France, but well, because the UK has exited from the European Union. Yes. So, and that begs the question, will the EU side with the United States in case of a conflict with China? That is a very interesting question. Yeah. Do you have an opinion on, on where they would uh, side? My personal opinion will be no, they won't mm -hmm. because they are not going to risk their economic prosperity or the economic development, whatever you want to call it, to just side with the U.S. after what the U.S. did to them in Afghanistan. That's another question that I'd like to bring up because, you know, the world watched what happened with Afghanistan. Exactly. You know, and and... 
I, I still don't personally understand why that happened the way that it did. It was so deeply unnecessary that I, and I think a lot of the world doesn't understand why that happened the way that it did either. Mm -hmm. And so looking at the credibility of the United States, I think that was probably one of the most detrimental things in recent times that, that could have happened. And, you know, these, these Southeast Asian countries mm -hmm. are looking at that situation and they're saying, well, you know, the U S influence here, you know, what, what could that be? Look at the U S influence in Afghanistan and what happened there and the condition that they left Afghanistan in. That's correct. Well, this to me personally, the way I looked at it is after uh, which I sort of predicted in a way it was a little bit sooner than I anticipated. I was giving mm -hmm. it an extra two or three months, but it happened faster than that. So and I'll admit to it. Uh, uh, but the idea of the shift, the quick shift of the Biden administration from Afghanistan into uh, 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 reallocating the, the resources and the 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 the, the, the yeah, the resources towards mm -hmm. focusing on the China uh, rise and so forth, because they needed to tackle that one. And that's where I see uh, sort of how ASEAN countries is going to be reconsidering their position as things progresses. As I said earlier, sure. remember this AUKUS, it's not that the, the submarine is going to be delivered tomorrow. And right. also another point, if I may add quickly here, is that this agreement is not pertaining only to the submarines. This agreement also include within it the key areas such as artificial intelligence, yes, cyber warfare, and underwater capabilities and long-range strike capabilities. Yes. So if you take a step back, if you take a step back and assess what all those four have in common, they have one thing in common is that China has developed capabilities in these four areas. Yes. So, well, and some can, some might argue that they've developed capabilities that are far outside of the ones that these other countries have. In fact, we, uh, we had Richard Turin who talked about the situation that the rest of the world is in versus China with artificial intelligence. And he was right. Even even somebody, uh, I remember someone on Twitter uh, commented like, well, how can you say uh, that China has beat the U.S. Uh, in, in AI? It's almost like saying there is a race towards electricity or something like that. So yeah. the argument, which I respect the person's opinion, he's entitled to his opinion. I of respect course. it. There is no. But at the same time, the argument doesn't hold because the argument is weak. And that's mm -hmm. exactly what Richard Turn was highlighting to it is this is not about just the ai by itself is the implementation of it within yeah. the systems and that's where i feel the individual whomever that is made that comment didn't understand exactly what richard was talking about and mm. this is why to go back to AUKUS, that's why uh, within the agreement they focused on the artificial intelligence because they know china is far ahead in artificial intelligence and that's going to change the dynamics for what lies ahead so. Well, and that's and that's a wonderful point, and I'm really glad that you brought that up because ultimately the submarines aren't going to be delivered immediately. No, and but all. all of these other things, they're really critically important, and they're critically important right now. 
And exactly. so the conversation about AUKUS, it, it circulates around the submarines. And yes, the submarines are important because there are consequences for, you know, what if there is a, a nuclear spill? What that has a huge impact on the environment. Um, how does that make the 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 fact that um, the fact that there are so many mm -hmm. other things in mm -hmm. this, exactly. I think it's more important almost than the submarines themselves. And that's not getting talked about. Yeah, it's because that's just one part of the equation you're talking about. Because AUKUS, what, what our viewers need to understand mm -hmm. uh, uh, is that AUKUS is just half of the equation. Yeah. Yeah, there's much bigger uh, thinking here because uh, as to uh, what the thinking really is, because you you once again take a step back and consider how come only UK get involved in this, but not the rest of Europe. And right yeah. there, to me personally, and I speak for myself here, uh, that's where I see the, the the. It's almost like a chess game. You see where the the you know where the pieces are moving. Europeans gonna be thinking in terms. Well, if the US wants to get involved uh, with China, yeah. good luck. We don't want to be part of it, you know, yeah. no matter what we hear and all that stuff. So, so that's where I see this is going, except that uh, it's going to change the dynamics on the ground from a security perspective. But also, don't <laughs> expect China to be just sitting and watching. No, they're going to have to make yeah. whatever necessary adjustments. And my fear and concern, once again, mm -hmm. and I will express it, is that my fear and concern is that if china runs out of patience i have that same fear and concern and yes. i think ultimately that's that's uh, that's the main fear and concern about the AUKUS situation is you know instead of de-escalating the way that this appears to be handled is well i have the i have the bigger i have the bigger guns exactly and yeah. and you have the smaller guns well mm -hmm. then they get the bigger ones then we get even bigger and then they get bigger and, and then that's we get the bigger. yeah that's the arms race it is that's and exactly that's where the, the arms yeah, race that's where the concern is but also this ties also to how things are uh, uh what's the word i'm i'm looking for the word the, the way they are uh, sort of expressed to the masses mm -hmm. you know language plays a role into Huge. all this because you're gonna have and and you and uh, uh, Ross gonna do a special edition regarding uh, the language part mm -hmm. of how a message is conveyed to the outside world and people might not yeah. even understand those dynamics. So no, I so this is a really great time to talk about that. So uh, you know my background is actually in uh, linguistics, human behavior, uh, human lie detection hypnosis in in sort of a conversational or covert setting so that's been my background for the majority of my life and so uh we are going to actually start diving into some of the linguistics some of the hypnotic language that's used during these speeches uh during uh when when you see headlines in news articles, things that are very, very specific, and they're said in a specific way so that you believe exactly what it is they want you to believe. So yeah. we just started doing that. Um, if you'd like to see a little bit more about that, uh, I have Twitter, I just joined Twitter. Uh, and my Okay. my ad <laughs> is <laughs> alchemy of e so follow me on twitter 
And yeah. David is also on Twitter. Uh, yes, I am. So as a matter of fact, I just tweeted this morning about this issue of the U.S. Uh, naval crossing through Taiwan Strait. So, and we're going to be talking about that at some point. But what you just mentioned, uh, we're going to be moving into that for our members, of mm -hmm. course, because this is a special, uh, specialized area per se uh, that Yuan Ross is going to be focusing on. And a lot of people need to understand how to read the information because, you know, the keywords yeah. sometimes plays on people's minds per se. That's a... Well, and this is what this AUKUS is all about. Yeah, yes. that's how I see it. So. And and I think that that's the best thing that, that you can really take away from this is that AUKUS in its own way is a message. And the most important part of it is the message that it is to China. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, just before, uh, before we leave, uh, what do we have for our members coming up? We have a special presentation on the death of the U.S. dollar, and oh that is gosh. next week. Oh, my gosh. Are yes. we talking Bitcoin here that's going to take over? I, we are definitely going <laughs> yeah. to address yeah. Bitcoin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I also want to address one thing. You know, there are some people who may not have agreed with our guest yesterday. Uh -huh. um, and, you know, we had Peter Schiff on and even Richard Turin talked a little bit about Bitcoin, and they were not you know, positive about it, but we want to give you guys a well-rounded uh, set of information because if we just tell you the same thing you already know, what's the what's point? the point? Yeah, you yeah. know, you do not have to agree with the people that we bring on. You don't even have to agree with us. What we want you to do is think your way through what you believe, and we want to give you the best information we can from both sides. It's said that the best way to understand somebody else's position or the entire it, the situation as a whole is to argue somebody else's position, argue the position that you don't agree with, and you'll understand your own position so much better doing that. Exactly. So uh, just to let our viewers know, if you have not subscribed yet, please do so. Yes. Because we need your support. So one of the support you can help us with is subscribe to our channel uh, as, as soon as possible mm -hmm. so because we need to to grow those numbers and also uh check out uh, ch check out our membership at geopoliticsinconflict.com we do offer uh live presentations live q a mm -hmm. and is also a platform where we can talk openly as a matter of fact the last presentation mm -hmm. we had about uh, uh, uh vladimir putin's a relationship with President Xi and how the media here in the West did not cover certain aspects we talked about. At all. In fact, that one was really, really interesting. And uh, we have all of them available at geopoliticsinconflict.com and all of our past, uh, all of our past presentations yeah. are also available for replay. Yeah. And also, we're going to come back uh, this afternoon about four or five hours from now mm -hmm. because we are working on uh, verifying some information regarding another breaking uh, info that or an update, shall we say, that we wanted to share with our viewers. So mm -hmm. probably it will be around four to five hours from now we're, we're going to do that. So uh, anything to add, Elizabeth, before we leave? No, that was that was great. Uh, I'm looking forward to the next one. Just a little bit of a hint. It has to do with energy. Oh, yes. <laughs> very, very interested in that one. There yeah. is so much going on and it's really important. Yeah, well, especially when it comes down to the info that I'm waiting on from mm -hmm. Japan. 
you know there is something yeah. involved with that so so to you to you all guys we say thank you for your support subscribe if you have not done so check out our membership until we see you next time and as always stay informed till next time bye bye